baseball hall of fame up in New York or something like that. I mean, I can see that, but I don't Jim Thorpe. I, I'm telling you, I, what else do you have on that list, Harry? What else, what else is there to do besides tour a mansion? Well, there's a vineyard, the big Creek vineyard. There's also a couple of uh, micro brews, the stone keep meadery, which is a brewery. Um, they got wildlife, uh, butterfly sanctuaries. Well, hold on a second. Yeah, a I'm just telling. Sanctuary. Yeah, Bear Mountain Butterfly Sanctuary. You have to get really drunk at one of those wineries <laughs> first before you hit the sanctuary. Right? You get really high and you go look at butterflies. <laughs> right. <laughs> there has to be. Is there a dispensary in Jim Thorpe? I'm, I'm sure right, there right. is. Right? I'm sure there is. That's the question right there. Xander Kraus weighing in. The NFC East doesn't deserve a playoff spot. I completely agree. How about that? Yes. Yeah, we, oh, we, we really need to uh we really need to just say, all right, you know, we we just forfeit our spot, give it to somebody else who deserves it. Look, that's probably not far away from somebody, some NFL think piece coming out, or some idiot on the morning television a national like ESPN or Fox trying to put <laughs> this theory out like, you know, the that playoff spot should go to a team in the NFC West. You know, the Cardinals deserve a fourth spot, not the mm-hmm. winner. So everybody likes to have these drastic changes. Right. Now, this right. Stuff. Look at this. Methyl ethyl. Methyl ethyl. I think figured it out. Yes. And we had Jeff Bruder below reiterate. Methyl ethyl says it's the leaf colors this time of year. Jeff Bruder below leafers. So that's what you call leafers. People. Yeah. Leafers. That's what you call people who come from other parts of the region or in some cases country. Right. Go to Jim Thorpe up in the near the Pocono mountains and watch the leaves change. Mm. Now I can drive by an area and say, Oh, look, the leaves, they look different. Right. But right. Is that really a draw to pack the kid <laughs> up and drive two hours from Metuchen, New Jersey. Really? Bro. I'm going to tell you right now, if I loaded my five kids up, they're grown now and out the house. But if I loaded them up, even if they were like 10 years old and I brought them, to the mountains and look at some damn leaves. Oh my god, <laughs> bruh, bruh, my kids will revolt. Dude, dad is losing it, man. <laughs> you know, it'd be like one of those, you know, those tweets where it's like, What would you tweet in order to let everybody know you've been held hostage? Like, what would you do if it, you know, that would be like a clear indicator that somebody took over Barrett's brain, right? Mm-hmm. right kids, let's hop in a car, let's go up to Jim Thorpe, PA. <laughs> No phone, look at the no leaves. Tablets, right. No, no PlayStation view. Nothing. No Vita. Nothing. My, my, my kids are, what you talking about, dad? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard sell. It was a hard sell for me. And when I went up there and, and look, even my wife was looking around like, what, what are we missing here? Why are there 5,000 people convening on this town? But you know what? I think it was. I think it was the leave. Bro, you guys both know. You both, you guys both know my wife. Mm-hmm. Picture her trying to be in some damn pennsylvania anything that's not philly dog. right <laughs> you know, boss lady ain't looking at no leaves man you know what i'm saying <laughs> you're not getting out forget getting up there you're right it's sentence out to her right. you know, i think we should take the family to go up and look at some leaves you don't even get the s out on leaves before you get shut down just give me that what you got oh. that she'd be like all right um are we getting a paycheck Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so why the hell would we go up there then? <laughs> I don't blame her. Now look at this. Bruder again, friend of mine, just drove from Philly to New Hampshire to take a look at leaves. Whitest weekend ever. My God. <laughs> Man. Yes, that alone. That huh? guy needs a life. Now you know what you know what that guy does? He doesn't play golf. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, the, I, the, I, the, I, I do go fishing. Day. Yeah. I do go. Oh fish. yeah, you fish or golf, right? That's what I do. I, I fish a lot, man. Like I'll go on any boat anywhere. I go fishing all day long. But like I'm not a hunter either. I don't do stuff like that. Although I've been, you know, trying to make sure that I'm uh, got the artillery and everything going, you know, just in case the civil war breaks out. Yeah. You come up in the Brooks household, right? You might not leave out. Right. You're gonna get some <laughs> lead. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I, I I just can't do it, man. I. I, I was uh I was watching on uh, YouTube the other day where this guy was he's out running in um I think it's Utah he's out running in Utah on a path now you would have had me at all right I'm not going when he says you know it, it has cougars or whatever it says pumas or whatever it is the puma crossing or cougar I'm like 
mm-hmm. from that point on, it's just it, that means don't get out the car, don't pass go, keep going where you got to go. I'm just not gonna get that workout in today. Right. But this guy run on running. the treadmill. Right, right. Yeah. And then he's running, and then all of a sudden, this one this cougar comes out is on the pathway, and he's 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 walking backwards because he doesn't want to run. Because if he runs, the cougar pounces him. I saw that. Yeah, I saw, saw that video. So what do you do, man? I'm like, first of all, you don't get put in that position. Number mm-hmm. two, you got to look big, stay big, and you know you just got to look like you are. You know what I mean? But he's it's like, hey, man, oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe. It. I just wanted to run. I'm like, dude, that's your that's your fault. You just wanted to run. I just wanted to run with their cougars at. No, it's just not happening, bro. Here we go. Back on the network. We'll be back everything together right now. This is a Gal Media property (laughs) in partnership with Jacob Media. That noise you just made. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level level. on the sports map radio network a show where we go beyond the box score presented by rocket mortgage home loans that fit your life rocket can live from the o'reilly auto parts studios here's aton shander alongside barrett brooks harry mays in the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio as well here's your phone number 800-224- 2004 plenty of people taking the opportunity to weigh in live on the stream you can hit us up on twitter at harry mays to you at shander show at b brooks 72 nbcs a reminder today every home in america needs a reliable thermometer for twice a day temperature readings protect your family with the exergen temporal scanner it's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals physicians and clinics. We are live locally from the Fritz and B and Cooley studios. And one thing that we didn't hit on because we had the Cowboys loss last night, which was a huge conversation, not just for us here locally, but around the country. And then this news coming down from the Miami Dolphins that Ryan Fitzpatrick out Tua is in, but we had another game last night. We had another football game earlier in the day. And this had to be the first time in the history of the NFL that we had daytime football during the week, right? I can't I can't remember. We had a Tuesday game. Well, Thanksgiving. Yes, okay, Thanksgiving, correct. Yeah. That doesn't count, though. Right, that doesn't count. I mean, that's a special day carved out for daytime football. It did feel like Thanksgiving without the feast yesterday, Harry. I loved it. I loved it. I was hunkered down on the couch at 5 o'clock ready to go and then uh, had some action on the game, took the under. I was thoroughly entertained for you know three hours in a, in a miserable night in Buffalo when nobody, even Bills fans, drunk, jumping uh, through tables in the parking lot on fire, wouldn't even want to be there that night. That was so freaking miserable. Well, who you know does what? that? It didn't even work. Anybody jumping through tables or doing anything at home, it didn't work. Bills looked awful. Oh, terrible. And Leslie Frazier, that run defense, man. Come on. All right, so coming up three minutes from now, we'll be rejoined. Talk about what happened earlier in case you missed it. It's the middle on Sports Map Radio alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, phillyvoice.com slash middle. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. You know, give me, uh, give me one more thing. From Jim Thorpe. We've got two minutes before we're back here with the with the network. 
one more thing. All right, let me find. Uh, I gave you. The, there's a bunch of wineries that they list uh, all separately. You could eat and drink your way yeah. to belligerence. All right, how about how about the Ma Chunk Museum and Cultural Center? Ma Chunk, Ma Chunk, which is another town, like a village. Oh, okay. Ma Chunk. Yeah. And and here's the thing, Barrett. Everything is labeled Ma Chunk up there. I thought that was a guy. I thought that was somebody like Jim Thorpe. I thought it was Thorpe and Chunk. Well, it sounds like somebody that lives in South Philly on Shunk Street. Oh, that's yeah. Maul Chunk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's my buddy Maul Chunk. Maul and Chunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't know, man. Maul and Chunk. He's got the freshest oysters you'll find. <laughs> He's just out there on a cart down on the corner of Shunk. Maul Chunk. I'm Maul thinking Chunk, it's a candy bro. factory or, you know, uh, something like that, man. Maul Chunk. No, I'm, I'm telling you, that this is it. Like, I know I better not go up there, man. If I go up there, bro, I'm going to be in trouble, man. You was talking crazy about our little town. Oh, and they'll know you right away. That guy on TV, <laughs> that's the guy at NBC Sports who was ripping us. How about this? The Glen Onoco Falls Trail. Yeah, okay, but here's the problem is you have to find parking. And parking is impossible in a city. Stop, town. man. Stop. How, how is parking terrible in a little city like that? Barrett, right there. They didn't have the infrastructure to allow 5,000 people in their town. Oh. And yet 5,000 people were in the town. That train stop that Harry referenced, that site mm -hmm. place, they were overflow in the overflow parking. There were wow. people that were, that were selling out space in their driveway. It felt like, you know, if you've ever been in the Preakness, something like that. Right. All right go. We're back on the network. You're listening to The Second Level on the Sportsman Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Andy Reid last night early on. Did something that I know myself, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, the three of us were very familiar with Andy Reid. In fact, Barrett played for Andy here in Philadelphia. No, I didn't play did for him. I, I, no, Ray Rhodes, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ray I was Rhodes. a Ray Rhodes. Yeah. You know, the but I was going to play for him. I went and I told him, I said, look, man, I, I, I'll take the hometown, dis uh, the hometown discount. I'll come play for you. He's, oh, no, you know, I got to, you know, I'm going a different direction. You know, I'm, I'm sending you to, to uh, Detroit. And then yeah, your wife busted in the door, said, hell no, we ain't taking no hometown discount. <laughs> right. <laughs> Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about Detroit? Right. But I was a but I was a free agent. I'm like, how are you gonna send me to Detroit? You ain't sending me to Detroit. That's so I'm I'm mad. I'm leaving the door. Man, go ahead on. I don't, you know, big red, I don't, you know. So I'm pissed off. I don't say anything derogatory, but I'm I'm mad as hell. So I leave out the door. Well, Two late, two weeks later, when I signed with Detroit, you know, they gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thanked them for it later. <laughs> but here's the thing: isn't Detroit? And I remember you telling me this story. I think it was on the air. But wasn't Detroit the place where Bobby Ross just came yes. up, quit in the I middle? Quit. Of right. Quit. Just came up, and, and you guys had no advanced knowledge of this. He no. brought you in the middle of the field and quit. Right. Well, it, well, it wasn't. It. It was. It first of all, we're going to play Green Bay. And it's, it's it's freezing outside. It's two foot of snow outside at the point. I think we had a pretty good record then. I think we like we were like five and two or something like that. And he had lost the team, man. And you know he was telling guys this and wasn't going and, and fulfilling his promises. So long story long, it's two foot of snow. We're practicing outside. We can't see the numbers. Guys jumping off sides and everything, you know. So it's just a bad practice. So I see him, you know, he just calls everybody up. So, you know, tell the coach, call it, call it, call it, call it. He's like running in place. You know, he's a little bitty dude, too. Mm -hmm. so he's like jumping on down, call it, call it, come on, come on, get over here. So he starts him. So he starts yelling, he says, guys, I give my heart and soul to you guys. And Robert Porsche and, um, and, and, and Herm start laughing. Not like, <clears throat> but like, ah, he's sitting there and, and he just, Fell face first. I mean, I think he had like a stroke or something. He wow. fell face first into the snow. His hands didn't break his fall or anything. He just boom fell into the snow. And everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, what's going on?" So then he looks up. <clears throat> when he look at, when they finally get him up, you know, so he's like, "Guys, just just go in, just go in." So Herm turns around and says, "Hey, coach, does that mean we ain't got to go to meetings too?" 
he just dropped his head. He had knew he had just lost it all. He's like, this dude is turning around, asked if he still got to, you know, go to meetings. He came in the next day and said, hey, guys, I don't know when I lost the team, but, you know, I'm going to have to retire. And Porsche yells out, you lost the team when you lied about this and this and this and that. And he, just, he just got up and just left, man. Left. Wow. That's craziness. Halfway now, through the season. Think about that. Because I don't know if you saw this, but Jordan came out. Michael Jordan came out. There's a new interview in Cigar Aficionado where mm-hmm. Jordan explains why he could never coach. He could never be a coach. And I can understand I, that. Yep. Yes. And, and I wonder, like, think about it. it. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, if it's football, or if it's just working in a cubicle for this guy. Like, do you honestly, do either of you guys honestly think that you could work or play for a Jordan? I feel like it would be so difficult. It's one thing if he's the owner. If he's right. the owner from multiple levels removed from you as a player or as an employee, unless you're like directly below him as the owner. But if this guy was a coach or if this guy was like middle management in some job at IBM or Apple or someplace like that, I mean, don't you think it would be really difficult to play for him because you'd always have this level of perfection mm-hmm. that nobody else could reach that he would be asking for. Yep. He would expect everybody else to play like him or the expectation is if you're not playing at excellence all the time, then you don't need to play with him at all. And, you know, he, he had, he demanded the same things from the guys that were playing next to him, the players. So you can imagine, you know, what he put them through the hell he put those players through. And then, you know, for him to be, a coach now demanding that same type of um, output all the time, it, it, you just couldn't do it. I mean, it, those type of coaches don't—they don't last long in the league. They want perfection like that. It's just—it's just not obtainable uh, to the average person. I mean, who is or was the best coach that was also the best play, one of the best players in whatever sport? It doesn't usually happen. Larry Bird. Bird he was okay as a coach. Is okay, but didn't Rick Carlisle really run that team? Yeah, I mean, Bird was probably a better front office. Yeah, guy. Did you say Mike Singletary? Was he good coach? As a head coach, all right. I know he fixed. He fixed Davis. What about yeah, Vernon Davis? Yeah. He fixed him. Ditka. As a guy who coached Singletary, right? That's pretty good. No, he had guys guys dressing in dresses, man. I I, I didn't think he was a good coach down there. That was in New Orleans. Yeah, that was in New Orleans. What he did in Chicago. Oh, okay, yeah. He retired as the best. Didn't he not retire as the best tight end to play? Yep. And then took a team and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Ditka Ditka would be up there. What about somebody more modern? Like Wayne Gretzky. Remember, that whole thing didn't really work out. No, no, no. You knew it didn't really work out. We had a local example. Remember, we had... One of the best second basemen. Oh yeah, game. Ryan Sandberg did not know how to relate to players. He was terrible. Chip well, players with money relating to players than Ryan Sandberg. Yeah, um, yeah it rarely Mark. works where you get a really accomplished player that also becomes a really accomplished and successful coach. It's yeah, rare. Jordan thought, uh, Cheeks would have if they if they really gave Cheeks a, a real um, shake at it. I, I think he'd have been all right. He's still yeah, looking for that opportunity. That's not a bad call. I don't think Cheeks was was a terrible coach or anything along those lines. Probably a little more victim of circumstance. Right. Clearly a good enough player to match with Harry's example. Jordan said this, quote, I had no patience for coaching. My biggest mm-hmm. problem from a competitive standpoint is the focus of today's athlete and the focus where I saw the game. How I pursued the game, it changed, and it's totally different. Yep. I mean, think about that. Like, can you imagine he's right bench now? Yeah, trying to coach an 18, 19 year old kid in college who 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 thinks that you know everything is owed to him, you know, didn't have to fight for anything. I mean, even even you know, you know, you know, rest his soul, the mamba. Imagine if he was a coach. He no, you couldn't, he you couldn't play a... for him. No, you couldn't play for him. <laughs> Do you remember towards the end? It was like Kobe's second or last season when Swaggy and all these other dudes. Oh, were yeah. And they would just constantly cut to Kobe on the bench after Swaggy P would do something wild, like miss a sh- You know, he'd put the ball up and turn around and walk away, and it would clang off the rim. And there's Kobe just, like, hand over his face, like, what am I doing still? Right, right. <laughs> Smush Parker. Was was yeah. he on, on that squad, yeah, too? Swaggy and Smush. My goodness. And it was it was just a bunch of dudes who, who were not, like, that level 
of Kobe from just care to to talent, and that was a really good indication that Kobe could never be a coach. It, well, it hope, hopefully, we have it here. Hopefully, we have it here now uh, with the Sixers. You know, with Doc. So yeah. hopefully, we get that. We get that for him. Mm, so. that, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, he was a pretty good player. Yeah. Oh no, Doc was a great. Yeah, player. he was a pretty good player. Born. He's already won, so I don't know if he can outdo what he did in Boston, but right. there still is a lot of expectations there. Now, Andy Reid, we know from the punt, pass, and kick competition, <laughs> more so than anything else, right? He had that viral video of the punt, pass, and kick. Dude, I, he, can't, I, he couldn't be 12 years old in that picture, man. He's he supposed to be 12 on that? He couldn't be. I can't get enough of him in this freaking visor, though. Is is it awesome? I mean, that thing come, comes straight down off of his brim. It's got all this rain on it. You're expecting like some, you know, remember how they used to have the get back coach or the guy right, who would, right, would, right. would take the 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 um, headset wiring and just keep, yeah. you know, keep rolling it up so nobody would trip on it. They need a guy like that to just wipe off the stupid visor. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. That just goes to show how great of a coach he is. He didn't even have to see what was going on to understand. He had to run the ball on Buffalo. Man. Just give the ball to Edwards Alaire. That's all you got to do. And every now and then, the other kid will make a play on third and long. Right. Yeah. That's that crazy, was crazy, though. man. To see that play out last night, I mean, think about it. The Patrick Mahomes, I think he threw the ball less than Kyler Murray. <laughs> right. Last night. And, and yet still, they were running all over Buffalo. Yeah. And I don't know. For me, at least. Buffalo, and I don't know about you guys, but Buffalo was clearly the darling when they were undefeated. Exposed. Out, right? Is that it? Is yes. that the term we're using now for Buffalo fellas? Exposed. No, you know what? I mean, like a Tubin, not that level of exposure, right? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But with, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on a Zoom call and pleasure myself. Never mind me. Wait, this is not the equivalent of the Buffalo Bills getting exposed on a zoom call correct no no i just want to make sure now that term exposed is being thrown all over the place mm. well you know you look at josh allen just not he's an average quarterback who caught lightning in a bottle and played lights out for for four weeks you know and the defense that they have people don't understand that defense they're a great attacking defense if they can score a lot the offense can score a lot of points mm -hmm. that defense is great because that's all they have of pass rushers and i look at their roster you know like Trent Trent Murphy, he's only 250, 260 pounds. Yeah, they're light. They're yeah, light. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Ed Oliver, he's little. He's like two eighty. You can't be that big and stop the run. Mm -hmm. You have to be bigger. You you need some warthogs in there, and they don't have any warthogs, you know. And you know that's why what Jerry Hughes is like maybe two fifty also. So they just pounded the rock. You know why wouldn't they just pound the rock? Right. And of course, you know they go into a game in which they're saying, all right. You know Andy Reid is going to pass the ball. We got to be ready for them to pass the ball. They're right. going to try to push the ball down the field with those, you know, fast receivers. And then you bring in your guys. And you're like, all right, we caught him tripping. He just caught him slipping on that. So how about the play tripping. Mahomes made? It was on a third down, and he's it's in the fourth quarter, I believe, and he's heading towards the sideline. And it looks like he's just going to give up on the play and go out yeah. of bounds. Yep. And all of a sudden, he does like a, a little like turnaround and. Whoop, he gets the first down. He just like ends up diving for it and makes four yards just like that. He is just incredible to watch. Well, our co our, our QB started to do the same thing. He understands he's got to do a little more mm -hmm. than just be a passer. He said he's got to go out there and be a tempo setter. And that's exactly what Carson started yeah. to do. You know, Man, was don't, it don't bring me down a road in which we're now talking about Carson Wentz and Patrick Mahomes in the same sentence, Barrett. I, yeah, I was, I was wrong for that, but you, no, no, damn it, I'm not now, wrong. Now, Carson is gonna do it, man. He's got, he's, he's, he's willing the team to play better, and that's what you have to be as a franchise quarterback. You have to will the team to play better. Yeah, once they saw only, that, if only he was willing the team with Travis Kelsey and you know all those <laughs> other guys that they got in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Give me some of that will. I could will that team to a victory. Come on, don't knock Travis Fulgham. Andy Reid would kill to have a talent like that on the spot. <laughs> Especially with no Sammy Watkins. You know, yeah. you know, he, he, he would bench Tyreek Hill for him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there is something to This is like, remember, Le'Veon Bell plays next mm -hmm. week. Yeah. So I, I don't even know at this point. It's an embarrassment of riches. I don't even know what the, like Patrick Mahomes, they should never lose another game. I don't care how much people can get over on Spags, D, this and that. They should not lose another game with the addition of Le'Veon Bell on this team. After what we saw last night, with their ability to run, literally run over a football team. I don't think anybody expected that to happen. You might have took the under, which was a great play, Harry. Mm -hmm. 
but I don't think you expected it to play out. No narrative. No, it, it did not seem fair, man. It, it does not seem fair that their roster is, 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 is that complete. I mean, how is this happening? I mean, Spags got that defense playing unbelievable, number one. But the opposite side of the ball, they have too many stars on their team to be able to pay all of them. I mean, how are they paying everybody and everybody's happy? How does this happen? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We don't even have a second team back. Who's our second team back? Um, Eagles does not do Boston Scott. Well, it depends on that or Corey. Corey Clement. Right. Yeah. Not, not, come on, not Le'Veon Bell, though. No, no, no. Right. he's not coming here anytime soon. There's a reason why this division in the NFC East is historically bad. And when you start to look at who makes up each of the teams, it's a pretty good conclusion. All right. Coming up, John McMullen, our NFL insider, is going to join us 1240 Eastern time. Hopefully we get him up here on the stream. Right. That's the idea is to get the visual up. Also, when we come back, Harry, I know is all he's the only person in the country who's excited to see Tampa Bay play sports. Mm. And I'm not talking about Tom Brady alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays. I'm Aton Shander. It's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio. <laughs> oh man. Whoa. Come on, man. I mean, look at their roster, man. Three and, and, and I don't want to hear this BS about you have a, uh, you know, you, they paid their quarterback the highest ever. The high, he's the right. highest paid um, player in the history. He's making and, a half a billion dollars, isn't he? Right. So, and then you still are able to sign Le'Veon Bell. It's incredible. How does that happen? There has to be something illegal going on, man. To have Sammy Watkins. He's only on this short-term deal, right? It's not. Yeah. He didn't sign some mega deal yet. Who, uh, Le'Veon? Yeah. He just I think wants so. a ring. Yep. Right. That's the thing. Is he just he just jumped in? Now look at this. John Shelton says Bills will still win the AFC East. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Think about it. Like, does Ryan Fitzpatrick's benching not assure that? No. I or mean, they, yeah, they probably will, but they've still been exposed as far as like once they get to the playoffs. True. True. See, look, the AFC East now has become a rich man's version of the NFC East. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Bell's I only think... making a million dollars. Oh, well, he just wow. you know, that he wants to be able to get, as Barrett said, that ring and stuff it down the Jets' throat. Base salary of one million. However, since the season's already five weeks old, he won't even be getting all of that because his contract will be prorated roughly 690000 base. He yeah, won't... I'm sure that there's some money that's that needs to be factored in from the Jets. Mm-hmm. Cut, there's still guaranteed money and all that. They oh, keep. yeah, right. So, at that point, you're going to see money that, that's going to carry over from the Jets. Yeah, the what? um, even still, although he got cut last week, the money was guaranteed, which means the Jets still have to pay him six million in base salary. So, you really think that? he cares? He, he doesn't care about anything right now. No, <laughs> he's getting his money and he's going to get a ring. The only thing he cares about is sticking it back to the Jets. <laughs> right. <laughs> sticking it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, we've got a minute. Are we going to get into this Aikman and uh, Buck thing? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. We well, what happened with Aikman and Buck? Starting the Packers game. Actually, I wonder if, if Ron – hold on a second. Hey, Ron. Ron Culver. Yo. Do you happen to have any of the Aikman no. hot mic? Do you know, is it on Twitter? I think it's on Twitter, man. I can grab it real quick. I okay. looked for it. I couldn't find it. You couldn't find it either. All right, let's, let's see. Uh, we're all going to check for it. If you do get a super stupid from an alien it. being, uh, don't lose don't the instruction manual. There. It's very. That's tough to see with the feed coming back. Yeah, let's see. Do you, you don't see it at all? I didn't. Uh, I just have the quotes. Your list. I got it. Just give me a second yeah. to get it up. Thank you, brother. Work. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Well, we have our NFL insider, John McMullen, courtesy of Jacob Media, coming up in 11 minutes. And we'll spare him, I think, the conversation 
that we're about to have. Who knows? Maybe it will take over as the number one thing to talk about with John. But this is great because Barrett missed this, so he's going to hear it for the first time. Harry, I don't know if you caught this thing mm-hmm. live or if you just reacted to it as it went viral. Did you hear this live? I heard it this morning. I did not hear it live. I was in and out of that game on Sunday afternoon. Okay, awesome. Now, our great producer, Ron Culver, who is working a million things back in Houston, has tracked down this audio. And just to set it up, this is Troy Aikman and Joe Buck caught on a hot mic. Now, when I saw that headline, I thought, oh, no, here we go. Yeah. On a hot mic. Like, that's the last thing you want. We already saw Tom Brenneman caught on a hot mic. Now, to be fair, Brenneman was talking to people in context that you could clearly tell we're all comfortable with what he was saying, but still, it's the hot mic. Oh, my goodness, hot mic. You see that? Somebody caught on a hot – like Jeffrey Tubin was caught on a hot camera. Hot cam. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right, right. Hot cam. <laughs> right. So, hot zoom. With, with his tube. Right. That's yeah. a great way to put it. He was caught on a hot zoom. So this was live during the broadcast yesterday. It was right around the flyover to kind of set up the – It was Sunday's broadcast. It was the Packers box. Oh, right. It, yeah. I know they did last night's game, mm-hmm. so I thought it was it was Monday. But thank you for the correction. So this is Sunday, live on the hot mic, Aikman and Buck talking about the military flyover. That's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. <laughs> So, now, people are outraged by this. Why? Well, Why are they outraged? Let well, me ask that question. The, Where is the outrage? I'm noticing on Twitter and, and other media outlets that the conservative folks are outraged that this is just another example of liberal people hating on the country, hating on patriotism and the military and all this kind of stuff. Everything goes back to eventually Trump with everybody these days. So, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I listened to it and I've listened to it a couple of times. And to me, Joe Buck is being sarcastic Joe Buck when he says, there's your tax dollars at work. Radio voice. Right, yeah. right. He even went into a faux radio voice. Exactly. Yeah. And Aikman, the last I looked, has donated quite a bit of money to Republican candidates in various races and the conservative party over the years. So unless he's just totally flipped and now hates America, I don't really know what to make of his commentary, except to say, do we really need to waste a flyover over a practically empty stadium? Because fans well, aren't in I, the stands. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what that's what I got from it, because, you know, there aren't any fans. Well, what? not even a, a tenth or a third of the fans are there. So that's what I got from it, you know, that he just it, it was a waste of time because nobody could see, you know, the fact that those jets were flying over the stadium. Look, That's I don't care who the president is. If, if there is an admittance of we should stop wasting money for something that is clearly a luxury upon luxury for people that aren't even there to enjoy it, right? aren't they basically making the joke and also adding a sense of seriousness at the end? Like, we, we have to be able to listen to something and be able to comprehend whether or not that was aimed at something malicious or if it was something even in jest or made making light of, and they weren't making light at least of the politics of it. They were making light of, as you two said, how ridiculous it is. It's 60,000, 60 to $70,000 an hour mm-hmm. to have a military flyover. Now that, that a lot of that's in budgets already, you know, for these military budgets. And these guys do have to do training runs to stay sharp every once in a while. Right. So why not mix a training run in with a flyover, a football stadium? Uh, you're combining the two. Are you trying to save money? Well, I mean, you're going to spend the money anyway. You can't just have a pilot sitting there for four years. He hasn't been in a cockpit and taken any, you know what I mean? You got to send the F-14 or whatever the freaking jet is up there and let him let him ride around a little bit. At the end of the day, the government has spent just yeah, too much exactly. money anyway. You know what I mean? Because you look at it because at this point, you know, a toilet bowl costs a thousand dollars, you know, when it goes um, up for bids when they're doing bathrooms. You know, it's a thousand dollars. For a toilet, you can go to Home Depot or Lowe's or anywhere else and buy one for a hundred bucks. But the way surplus is and 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 you know government agencies, I mean government contracts, contracts a thousand dollars for I mean that's that's totally ridiculous. Man, I can go somewhere else, bro. It, it is funny though because it, as Harry said, it, even if it's not 
one person particular. And yes, it's an election year and everybody's on edge and, and mm-hmm. everybody's heightened right now. With yeah, vote. And Please vote. It, everybody it, vote. But vote. to that point, it, it's like nothing right now can be said or taken. Even if you mention something political, it can't be taken as light or jest or even something that you can just move away. Like just here's the thing. Where is the harm in listening to that cut, laughing at the notion of Buck's radio voice and the joke that Buck said at the end or Aikman at the end and also Mm -hmm. recognizing the absurdity of a military flyover with 800 people in the stadium. Right. Like we can listen to it, laugh at it and move on. But I feel like there is $50,000 at that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, need right here. Right. Both both things can be true. Right. Well, not not on from a reaction level. No, I know. Well, yeah. And the people that don't like Joe Buck, then they just pile on and say, see, I hated always, always hated Joe Buck. Now he hates America. I really hate him. You know, Joe Buck makes so much money off of American sports. I doubt he hates America. I doubt it. I don't need to know who he votes for. He could vote for a third party every two years. He does not hate this country. My goodness. He's doing football and the World Series this week alone. Yeah, he hates all things Philadelphia, though. We, we oh, must admit that. that. We must admit right. that he hates all he things Philadelphia. Hate country Barrett. He just hates individual states, right? Right. Individual teams. It's Philly, and and we and we hate him just as much. Also, yeah. I think you know it's 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 mutual in our understanding that we hate, and there's a much a lot of hate for the both of us. Yeah. Joe doesn't have time to hate the country. He's too busy hating individual cities and sports right. teams. Right. <laughs> it's the middle. Back in three here. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio. Too much. One sec from our friends at Fritz and B and Cooler. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Two minutes before we're back with the network reminder that we go overtime each and every day. So if there's something that we didn't hit locally, if there's something that just needs more time to talk, whatever it may be, we're on five, 10, 15 minutes of overtime each and every day, depending on how long the conversation lasts. So expect another rendition of that coming up at one o'clock each and every day right here on the stream as well. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. So we've got about a minute or so and we return to the rest of the nation here. Now you're taking the raise tonight or just the raise to win the series. I just had them in the series plus 175. I mean, anytime I can get a $75 million payroll team going up against a $225 million payroll team, I'm going to I'm gonna take the dog and root for them. No yeah. question about that. There is something to that, right? That's a well, major underdog. <laughs> the little engine that could. <laughs> now, is McMullen coming on video, too? or Should be. There he is. Let's bring John on. Yo, John. Wow. John should be able to hear us. He looks frozen. Is he there? Yeah, he's there. I know. I see him. John, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, John, can you hear us? There we go. You guys hear me? Yes. Loud and clear. All right. I'm multitasking. Now we got to fix that. Hold on. Hold on. Now, how long is this segment? You're getting a little lag? Yeah. Well, that's all right. Just we'll we'll work through the lag as long as we can hear you, and you can hear us. Oh, we're going quad box, man. Yeah, we go quad box. All right, here we go, folks. We're back in five. 
blog post. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, you're locked in the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Sports Map Radio across all Sports Map Radio platforms. And as we have been leading up to the launch of the new program, chatting with our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media, John McMullen, at JF McMullen, at Harry Mays to you, at Brooks 72 nbcs and at Shander Show for me. That covers all four of us. And hopefully you're watching along on the stream right now because we've gone full NFL red zone here and hit you with the quad box. Now, technically we have the capabilities of going beyond the octo box and hitting 10 box. I don't know what 10 is. John knows he's the scholar. He's the smart one here of the group, but we can go octo. If need be, we can bring 10 people on this show. Not the octo mom. No, not, I don't know what she's doing. I, I think she had a short porn <laughs> career, but was flushed out of the business rather fast. So we welcome in John McMullen, and you can watch him here on the program. And who knows? We don't need seven or eight people when we bring on one person who represents the strength of an Octobox, and that's John McMullen. So how does it feel, first and foremost, to be on a show that I don't think that you were prepared for, it, not physically or content-wise, but... You know, to, you already have to deal with me and my nonsense. Now you've got Harry and Barrett as well. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I I still think Ron Culver is running from me on fake news. So I'm a little disappointed. But this is so exciting uh, to be with you guys. And I'm thrilled to see Barrett. Thrilled to see Harry. It's been a while with Harry. Yes, it We're has. Have to bring that back. Trust nice me. Nice to meet you, bro. Ron, Ron was, was knocking like every day he'd kill me in fake news, and then John would come in and knock it out of the park two days a week and start bragging. And I heard it was a pretty big topic of conversation even down at the Novacare Center where the Philadelphia Eagles are practicing on a daily basis. So, John, let's start, and I'll throw this out here first before Harry and Barrett take over, but let's start, for me at least, coming into Thursday night, I don't know how looking at what this Eagles team has done and what this Giants team has done, how this thing can be a four-point line and perceived to be a close game, even with the absence of now Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz. What am I missing here? Uh, FC East, I think. And obviously everybody's laughing at the division as a whole, and they should be. I mean, it's been historically bad, and I think it's going to continue to be. And that's part of the reason why I've said from the start, the Eagles are probably going to be playing meaningful fall in December, no matter what. Uh, and and the, the Giants tend to play the Eagles tough no matter what. We saw that. We've seen that in recent seasons. And I, obviously, when you talk about the Eagles being against Baltimore with two starters. I mean, they're so banged up. It's almost unbelievable. Uh, And seven offensive linemen down. uh, And it's only going to continue because I don't think you want to force things with Lane Johnson. We all know Lane is so tough. He'll try to go up there and play if you need him. But you've seen the issues with him in and out of the lineup. He's dealing with all that swelling. You got to get him right. Uh, to make sure you can at least calm the pass protection issues on this offensive line down. Hey, John, I mean, I look at this maybe a little bit differently. I look at it as kind of like a fan rather than, you know, I'm not a GM, I'm not a coach, I'm not a player. And I'm like looking at this right now in the landscape of the NFC and the rest of the NFL. Is this division even worth winning at this point? I mean, you know, you're you're basically going to be six nine and one and serve yourself up at home uh, with limited fans in the stands and get crushed by Seattle. What's that really worth uh, as opposed to maybe getting well, a top ten draft pick? Well, you may, Harry, maybe you can get both. As unbelievable as that sounds, you could win a division and maybe get a top 10 pick. At least in theory, that's a possibility. But bigger than that, why I think it's important for the Eagles to win this division is because they need Carson Wentz to take that step. They need him to play a playoff game. They need him to get that experience. You remember against Seattle, he was out so early. Essentially, 
Uh, he hasn't played in a playoff game. And I think that's helpful to have that experience at the bare minimum. Now, the one thing you got to be cautious about is that fool's goal mentality. The Eagles, Howie Roseman can't sit back and say, okay, we won this division. If guys are healthy, we're probably a 10-win team and think that championship window is open. So mm-hmm. uh, you can look at it both ways because I am concerned the Eagles have talked themselves into that kind of thing in the past. This team needs to get younger. This organization needs to get younger. And they might even win a playoff game. Say that could be the worst. Uh, you win a playoff game, then you talk yourself into So we're, we're very close to being a Super Bowl contender again, which I don't think they are. Let me ask you this, John. Do you think that the acquisition of having, um, you know, Jalen Hurts on the roster had anything to do with how Carson played the beginning of the season and uh you know how bad he played but now he's starting to you know let it flow now you think Hertz was you know in any way shape or form uh contributing to that yeah I think so it was a strange pick typically NFL teams don't do that if you have a franchise uh quarterback in this league you're not taking a quarterback at number 53 overall especially a quarterback that's 27 years old in the prime of the career. Barrett, you saw in Green Bay how upset Aaron Rodgers were that they took a quarterback. And Aaron is understandably so because he wanted a wide receiver, but at least he's in his mid-30s and he's far closer to the end than the beginning of his career. So you could at least understand it a little bit more. I, I think that certainly perked up Carson Wentz and said, what the heck is going on here? that you're taking quarterback number 53 overall. And I still, as we stand here today, I don't get that pick. This is the NFL. This is not the NBA where you need to have these glorious rebuilds. In a typical draft, if you have 10 picks, you know, good teams can find five or six contributors right away. And the Eagles could have had a contributor at 53. Uh, They're supposed to falling over between Hertz and Jeremy Chin and J.K. Dobbins. Well, imagine imagine if Chin is here. Imagine if J.K. Dobbins is here, especially if Miles Sanders now banged up. Now you have J.K. Dobbins playing backup running back instead of Boston Scott and Corey Clement. So that pick to me remains a head scratcher. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. And that's nothing against Jalen Hurts. Just didn't make a lot of sense to me. John McMullen, our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media, at JF McMullen. Joining us, it's The Middle, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, Sports Map Radio, and, of course, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle. We were talking about it. The news broke a little earlier today on this program. John Adam Schefter comes out, says Tua's going to start, and that means the end of the Ryan Fitzpatrick era. Two things, and let's start with how it looks like on the surface, and then also – if, in fact, Dallas or maybe anybody else should be interested in trading for Fitzpatrick? Yeah, I mean, I always – I'm one of my favorite NFL jokes. I probably said it on – I see, John, you're, you guys. you're – What's your favorite go, bridge? And you say Golden Gate, Brooklyn, or Ryan Fitzpatrick. The guy is – Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's a great backup quarterback. You can't ask for a better backup quarterback. You can't ask for a better bridge quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you also know what he is, and he's going to get hot at times, but you know it's going to end. So if you look at Miami, they're doing better than people expected. Um, they're, They're arguably in the playoff hunt. So you ask yourself, why do you ship quarterbacks? Well, you know it's coming to an end with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But uh, yeah, if you're Dallas, if you're anybody, I mean, you saw what happened to the Cowboys last night. It's it's ugly there. Uh, and, and Jerry Jones called the NFC East today manna from heaven. So they. That's amazing. Wow. Opportunity just like the Eagles to get things right, to get things calmed down, to get things situated on the ball and uh, figure out something with Andy Dalton, a quarterback or go in a different direction. You have to in this division. However, when you start getting to these division games, as both the Eagles and Cowboys are, 
you got to win those games. Hey, John, last one from me, um, getting it back to the Eagles. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, when does he play, and does he really want to play? I think he wants to play because he's not going to be here next year. We all kind of know that, but he wants to continue his career, and he's got to prove to people that he's healthy and he's somewhat back to what he was before the injury. Now you're losing. It's like we lost him. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's it was an overload on on the Wi-Fi. John, we appreciate it, man. We'll check back coming up next week and chat with John on on overtime as well. It was just it was a lot from going on with with his connection. So we appreciate it. It was good stuff, good insight we got on both the Cowboys and the Eagles as we kind of look ahead to not only this awful division. But Tuesday night now into Thursday with that short turnaround. So at JF McMullen is how you follow John on Twitter, our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media. Now, I don't know if you saw this story here, but we can kind of wrap down the show with what's going on. All three of us have been in this position at some point. Barrett, Harry, myself, different occasions, of course. But at some point in our careers, Barrett, of course, analyst, NFL football analyst on NBC Sports here in Philly. Harry done radio for as long as I've been alive, it feels like. And me, you know, a little <laughs> less than that in this city. At some point, somebody has asked us to do an interview, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, somebody has reached out and said, hey, Barrett, we'd love for you to come on and talk. And you can talk about anything. So it may be, you know, cooking to football to life to why you wouldn't take your family up to Jim Thorpe for a weekend. Harry, same thing for you. There's a ton of issues going on that people would bring you on me as well. Did you see what happened with John Wall? No, I did not. I just saw you tweeted something here regarding Barstool Sports. I don't know what's going on with this. Barrett, did you see this with John Wall? No, I didn't. All right, perfect. This is a nice little cliffhanger here to wrap the show. So when we come back, I'll explain what happened with John Wall and why me personally, I don't fault him by any means. All right? All right. Yeah, a little bit here. It's the middle alongside Barrett Brooks, Aton Shander, Harry Mays. The three of us make up the program. Sports Map Radio, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Yeah, I'll tell you about this coming up. Big one here. Big story here. But it's fun. The philosophy of guys, my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation, and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us, and we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. And we're back, so we'll save this John Wall story for the radio airwaves as well and then remember we've got a couple of minutes of overtime looking at how in fact this philadelphia eagles team can do anything of note or value and is anybody concerned i mean we've got a you know, minute and a half i'd say is that is is anybody concerned they lose this game on thursday no yeah i am you are all right well then there we have it that's overtime right there there you go we, we need five to ten minutes Deep dive into Barrett Brooks' concern about this game because I didn't think that I would get a, a yes from either one of you. But now that it came, of all people that it came from Barrett, now I am concerned. <laughs> I Harry might throw some betting angle in there, like, yeah, you know, I'm concerned they don't cover the line. But Barrett coming out straight up and saying, no, I'm concerned. Well, now, now I'm a little concerned as well. Are people weighing in on the stream here? So we got, I'm very of- concerned, though, seriously. Yeah. J.L. Ferguson calling me out for calling Harry old. 
he's not that much older than me. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, similar, well, or similar age group. When you make the reference to a longtime radio veteran, it does make <laughs> me seem like I'm like John Fricky or something who's been around for 30 years. No, I didn't mean to do that. I, I apologize. <laughs> By no means that I, that I mean to do that. You, you're not that old. You're not, you know, you can throw a bunch of other names out here, right? Frederick. Mm-hmm. Like, how long did he do this job? Oh, for? man. Right? Forever. <laughs> All right. Yeah. One minute. Anything how about else Scotty saying? Farrell? So you can you have that sandwich. Put mustard on it. Horseradish. Love Scott. Better. Farrell Coast to Coast with Scott Farrell. Weekdays from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Nice little promo for Scott. We return to the radio. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays as well. You're locked in the middle here. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle, how you can watch and interact on the stream as well as SportsMap Radio and all network platforms. Overtime comes your way on the stream in four minutes. And Barrett Brooks, this is just going to be a tease. Barrett Brooks is concerned about the Eagles Thursday night against the Giants. So make sure you're locked into overtime as that is exactly what we will start and end with. I mentioned before the break, and we teased this and specifically waited until we came back about this John Wall story. Now, I don't know if either one of you caught it in the break. I did put the tweet out. But what happened is John Wall was on some show, some ESPN show, and was playing spades throughout the interview. And now everybody's <laughs> calling it disrespectful. Oh, my goodness, it's disrespectful. But I don't know. Isn't that more on the show? Isn't that more on the show and maybe the weak show or the content lacking on the show or the well, inter- like the questions being bad? What <laughs> show was it? I don't know. Some ESPN back-end show. That this Jalen and Jacoby? No, no, it wasn't a show I recognized. Oh, you recognize that show? Well, I, I know Jalen Rose. I mean, Jalen forever. So I, I can recognize. Believe Jaylen me, I think Jalen Rose plays spades during Jalen and Jacoby. Probably, probably. He couldn't now, care less. Have either of you ever done that? I'm trying to think. Like I've been in interviews where I'm not quite home yet, or I'm driving, or I'm walking mm-hmm. the dog, and you know, there are things that happen. But I can't ever playing remember. golf. Yeah, like I've done interviews playing golf. You, I know you have. No, Barrett, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on, guys, hold. Hey, I got to do a blind six on the third. Barrett's going to get up off screen, and you can just hear him on the mic off camera. Hey, I told you, man, don't call me during. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, let's just handle. You better be cutting diamonds, man. You just cut that down. You better be cutting diamonds. Right, right. I mean, maybe John Wall looked at his hand and thought, "I've got thirteen books right here." Look, man, listening to these guys. I will never forget doing a uh, the night show at the previous uh, the other FM sports station in philadelphia okay well one of the many different shifts that i that i uh hosted and we had Stuart bradley on he agreed to join us on like a wednesday night and he came on and about five minutes into the conversation i won't even call it an interview it was just a conversation you could tell where he was doing the interview from he was sitting on the toilet at the facility okay <laughs> I, I mean, this is ripe with flushing, mid-flush, you know, courtesy flush, the whole deal. And you could hear other players or other personnel, you know, off f- off his phone, but you could hear them in the distance. He was taking a dump no. doing a radio hit. Oh, that's, yes. that's definitely worse than playing Spade. Exactly. Back. Come on, man. That's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's- I'm Have not you ever done anything yeah. like that? Somebody called, you know, some station in the middle of nowhere that you've never heard. Maybe somebody from Manhattan, Kansas calls you back up and says, hey, man, you know, we'd love to have you on the show. And no, I, I mean, the worst I've ever done is I'm, I'm cooking and, and I'm trying to, you know, you know, I'm, I'm doing an interview. That's 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 pretty much the worst. I'm not going to do anything gross like that. That's crazy, mm-hmm. bro. That's crazy. Right, coming up overtime with the middle. We're back tomorrow, 11 to 1 on Sports Map Radio. So make sure you're locked in. Who the hell knows what's going to happen tomorrow? All right, overtime. Now, outside of the John Wall thing, because yeah. I 
can't imagine. Now, I don't blame. I don't. I just don't blame Wall. I, I imagine that show is just not compelling, and you're well, not to do something. I can see Domino's. Domino mother. <laughs> I, I need more information, though. I mean, was he not answering the questions? Was he not paying attention to the guys, or was he just maybe a multitask playing a game and participating? Yes. 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 What? <laughs> that, that should be it. That's a classic Aton answer. Right. right he's, yeah. he's not even listening to me. No, I'm <laughs> trying to get Barrett to answer you. So I'm just killing the time in between. Exactly. You know, no, I'm finally looking at it. I'm finally looking at it. Yeah, I understand, man. When I look at it, it yeah, you're right. It's it's messed up in all ways. You can't you can't get past that. You can't. I mean, come on, man. He's looking down at the cards. You know, these yeah. guys are trying to interview him, you know. So ask better questions. All right. right? <laughs> and, oh, let's flip it. Let's flip it. The three of us have not only 